Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is about sex. If you're faint-hearted or easily offended, you might not want to listen. But you should. Join me, Tracy Cox, and Kelsey Chittick as we share honest and real sex advice on this award-winning podcast. Tracy is an international sex educator and author of lots of books about sex and relationships. Kelsey is a podcaster, comedian, and author who is getting out of her comfort zone both in the bedroom and in these conversations. Each week, we answer three anonymous sex and relationship questions sent in by you, our listeners. And nothing is off limits. Here's Sex Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sex Talk. And I'm here with Tracy Cox, who has all the answers. And we're going to get into it. You doing well? I am. I want to know, have you heard about the TikTok bird test? No. Have you heard about that? You're cooler than me. <laughs> no, I didn't watch it on TikTok, believe me. I just have a great sex search on my um, on my Google. And apparently there's a thing on TikTok. And I, I quite like this because what it does, it's, so you go outside somewhere. This is to te- test how connected you are to your partner. And it's a test for men, really, that women do to men. Women love these secret tests, don't they? We just love them. So you go outside and then you gesture towards a bird that may or may not be there and you go, check out that bird. And if your partner stops whatever they're doing and looks over as if to want to see the bird and sort of pays attention to it, then it means that they're connected to you. Well, shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, what, what person made this up? Like, honestly. Well, do you know what, though? It is, you know, you've heard of the Gottmans, right? Um, yeah. John and Julia. Julie? Yeah, Julie. So they, this is essentially what they call a bid, a bid yes. for someone's attention. And they've done all, I mean, they've done the best research on everything. And their research on bids is that people who respond to their partner's bid for attention, they're 86% more likely to last. I totally but, agree. But yeah, so do I. But it but. also, like, depends on how often you bid for attention. When we go for a walk in the park, I'm obsessed because I am desperate for some outside space. I'm obsessed with trees and nature. We go for a walk in the park and Miles is telling me something quite important. I'm like, look at that tree. Just look at that tree. Just isn't it just beautiful? So the 500th time when I say, look at that tree, he's like, I'm not interested actually in looking at the tree. This is the problem with relationships. It is the yin and the yang. So if you all of a sudden stopped caring about trees, he would like trees. TikTok thing, I'll be honest, my husband would always, would most likely always accept my bid. But like you said, when you bid a thousand times a day and you're always asking them to look at something, they don't. Actually, my husband was the one who was like, look at the sunset, look at the bird. And I was like, we've got problems. I don't have time to look at this. I Mm. think the, I think too. I'm a bit like that. I'm too busy. I'm too busy. Right. But I do think people that are closer to God are slow down and they notice things like birds But it also, I just feel like I get the TikTok, but 
there might be like, if you have to have understanding on like what they're thinking about. If you're in the middle of a conversation, you just interrupted them, which is something mm, I would exactly, do often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I do with you all the time. <laughs> like Miles was trying to tell you a long story about his work and you're like, look at that cockroach over there. And like, I'm not <laughs> doing it anymore. I was trying to share something. So yeah, exactly. good luck. I hope Miles does it and you find out if he's a good man or not. No, he is. He, he's very good. It's me that probably doesn't respond to his bids. I never I'm too, too busy, too busy. Yeah, and I'm bored to tears by birds mm. like that. I'm like, I already saw six. We're done. No, mm. Okay. You have dolphins that you look at on on her morning walk. Well, I mean. Sophia. 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 My life is perfect. Sophia's my stepdaughter. Sophia. Yeah, you, you do have a lovely, lovely life. And you walk down to the beach and you can see dolphins like playing in the in the water that's pretty damn cool those i said jump dolphin jump and they jumped it was weird i said hello hello to all dolphins in the sea and i just thought about it and they jumped and did three things that they would do what's it called what's the place in the florida sea world it was pretty impressive though because i've never seen animals jump in a circle like that anyway we've lost our way <laughs> moving right <laughs> Oh, you lost your way when you started mentioning God and Jesus. I'm so sorry. I know you're religious. <laughs> I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. Yes, there is a difference. Let's yeah. get back. Spiritual's to, good. Let's get back to our sweet spot. Anyway, not to not to alienate all the God loving people out there. Oh my gosh, I don't know how we've gotten here, but we're back. We're going to get back to yeah. sex right now. Okay. Here we go. First question. I thought I'd never have to stare at a strange ceiling again, but here I am, newly separated and back out there again. I've had a healthy amount of sexual experiences before my marriage, but I've slept with no one but my husband for 25 years. I'm 52. I'm a confident person, but the thought of sleeping with someone new terrifies me. Can you give me some do's and don'ts of first-time sex with a new lover to help me through? Why? Why we can. There you go. Well, you have to go first on this one. I have many, but I'm sure you will also have many, having done it more recently than me. Yeah, I mean, thank you for asking. This is my sweet spot. I was exactly the same 22 years and I had only slept with one other person. I remember for a long time not knowing what I would, how it would work because I'd only slept with my husband and it was just so, it was just what we did and it was normal and we, we knew each other so well. And I was really nervous about it. And then I remember one day I woke up and I was like, uh oh, it's time to get moving. And it was like, it was, it was a switch. And truthfully, and you did the seducing, didn't you? Oh boy, did I ever. Yeah, I was like, I I was on a mission to be touched. I thought I'm going to lose my mind if somebody doesn't hold me or hug me or I, I needed a physical touch. Like it was scary. I started to feel weird. So I think, I think what you do is you first decide like you're going to be courageous and brave. It turns out guys do want to have sex. So it's not as challenging as you think. So you know what you do is you kind of find somebody that you're interested in that is able to have a connection with. So someone that's not married, someone that's, that you like, mm. that seems attractive. And honestly, with guys, you just say, Hey, do you want to get a drink? And that easy. And that's it. And then the rest is written in the stars, baby. But I do think it's, I think that it's, it shouldn't be terrifying. I think you'll be nervous, but mm. it's like riding a bike. I'll tell you what. And it's probably, you're going to like your new bike more than you liked your bike from the marriage just because you'll be able to do new things and you're older now. So I don't know, just find one guy that you look, that looks like someone who would enjoy sex and ask him for a drink. God, do you know what? I was just thinking then, I think that's lovely advice. And I was thinking when I wrote the book, Great Sex After 50, I had so many 
stories from women who'd left their husbands and got out there post 50 and they were having the best sex. The best. Because as you said, you've got you've got less hang-ups, you're you know what you want, you're sort of more confident in lots of ways. And and men love it. And I think, you know, the scary bit, I think I think when we think about things like this, you forget two things. Number one, you forget that you're going to be in control. No one's going to make you sleep with somebody. You know, you sleep with them when you feel like it. And number two, as Kelsey said, you're excited. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to make yourself sleep with somebody you don't want to sleep with. So you will be nervous, but there's like excitement mixed up in all the nerves. So that makes it easier. And you might end up doing, you might end up like lots of people who are really, really terrified, just go out there, get drunk and end up, just sleeping with somebody casually and just getting it out of the way. So that works for some people. But otherwise, first up, by the way, do think about contraception and safe sex because post 50, people think, well, it's unlikely that I'm going to get pregnant. So they forget that, in fact, condoms aren't just for getting pregnant. They are to protect you against safe sex. So did you use condoms, by the way? I mean, I want to say yes for the for the listeners. Okay, we just say yes then. I, yes. I really tried. I really tried for a while, but I that is my biggest fear too. If I'm honest, like first, I, I don't enjoy condoms. If I'm being honest, no. I think they're. I, I cannot believe that that's as far as we've come. We're flying to the yeah. Moon. We've had that discussion. Yeah, I can't believe that. Have, but yeah. I I would love to be brave enough to ask whoever I sleep with, like, can we go get an STD test together? Because mm. I do know a lot of people who have had you know, serious ex- experiences by not doing that. And I, I've done it a couple of times. But that's what you do later on. That's what you do later on. Is I know. The condoms. You can get them through the mail now, full STI checks. You can just oh, really? send them off. Yeah, you can get home testing kits. It's oh, not, And some of them will give you results like, they're a bit like COVID tests. So it's not our half as scary to just say, look, you know what? I've just got one of these for each of us when you're yeah. in a relationship. Yeah. That's a good idea, right? Yeah. And I think too, when you do it, when you do it with somebody, once you, you are so much more in control at this age in your fifties and truthfully, you are so much more clear on what you like. And I found myself being so much more open-minded about everything because it was fun and I was, I was looking for fun. And so for her, she might don't think of it as like your first time. Think of it as an adventure. Like you had a great marriage and now you get to have the second, the second experience that you might not have ever had. And you will have a blast. And there are lots of stuff out there that you never did with your husband. And I will tell you, you won't be staring at a strange ceiling. There's not a lot of staring in 50, (laughs) 45 and 50, because you're, you're going for it. And there's, it's fun and it's enjoyable. It's not like that feeling when you're having sex with your husband and you're looking up at the ceiling being like, Oh boy, here we go again. It's not like that. You're moving and shaking and rolling and baking. <laughs> That's if it's going well. So my things for my tips are things like, I think take baby steps. Don't rush to intercourse. I think that, think more like a teenager. You know, like when you're a teenager, you did the first phase, then you did the second phase. And I don't think you have to rush into full penetrative sex with somebody that you really want to have a relationship with. I think because they're probably scared as well. Assuming you're going to sleep with a man your own age, he might, he's going to be nervous as well because he, you know, that's around the age when you get a few erection wobbles. So he's going to be as nervous as you. I think you always, all of us have to remind ourselves that sex isn't an exam. You know, you're not going to be graded on it and it's not meant to be perfect either. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be a connection. So there is no, oh, I didn't do that right or I didn't do that, you know, I did that wrong or whatever. So you need to move away from that. I think 
always, always enthusiasm is so much more important than technique. So say you're worried that you're not good at hand jobs or, you know, BJs or whatever, don't worry about it. If you just make it abundantly clear and say, I can't believe I'm in bed with you. I am so aroused by you. Oh my God, I can't believe this is happening with you. I think that that is, you, they're instantly going to think you're the best lover they've ever had if you compliment them about like that. And also at the very end, which is common, sometimes women are just like, oh my God, I'd forgotten how good sex is. Don't say I'd forgotten how good sex is because that sounds like they could have gone out and you know got the bus driver. Say how great sex was with him. All right, so make it personal to him. I think have a great sense of humour mm. because things do go wrong. Keep it simple. I don't think you need bells and whistles at that stage, do you? Because it's just the first time. And yeah, just sort of, so easy to say, relax into it. But just sort of don't have a set agenda with it all. And, and whatever goes wrong, just just laugh and just say, well, that didn't quite go to plan, did it? But we'll do better next time. Yeah. And just take it. And I, and I think look forward to it. Forget being nervous. Look forward to it. You get yeah. to do that beginning bit all over again. How it's, fabulous. It's worth it. You know, it's, I, I'm so grateful forever will be that I've had this life experience at this age. I think it's different than having sex when you're 25 and you're looking for a husband or you want to have kids. It's such a different thing when you just want to connect with someone physically. So I'm sorry that you're, you know, that you're not with your husband, but I do think you have an opportunity to have an experience you might not have ever had. And it, it's pretty great. I'll be honest. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay, next question. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello, we love the podcast and the banter. I'm a 29-year-old straight man, and I need your help, Tracy. I don't think I'm very good at giving women hand jobs. There's a distinct lack of enthusiasm, and they seem too eager to move on to other things. What could I be doing wrong? Do I go there too soon? Am I too rough? I ask if she's enjoying it, and most women say yes, even though I can tell they're lying. Oh, I love you, buddy. You get it. We're lying. We're always lying to you all. That's good to know. It's good to oh, know. I did love this question. And yes, I do think he probably is doing something wrong. I think he's reading cues well. Yeah. So common mistakes with hand jobs, giving a hand job to a woman, being too rough, number one. Men who don't, or women who, whoever's touching you, don't, people who don't keep a consistent rhythm, those people who try and show off and show off this technique and that technique, and you're like, hang on a minute, I've got to build up to an orgasm here, and I only get there by methodical, rhythmic sort of methods. People who push their fingers inside too soon, real bad, really bad no-no. Most of all, 
men or women who think hand jobs for a woman is basically just thrusting your fingers in and out because that is not what a hand job is about. You have to focus on the clitoris as well. And then the other thing is the amount of men who will stop at the crucial moment because women go really still just before they're about to orgasm. I go really still and then they think, oh, okay, all over then. And then you're like, oh my God, no. Now you lost it. about to happen. Yeah. Then you've lost it. So I think another really good tip with that is to do, and we've used this tip. It's one of the best tips I've ever heard for giving a hand job for men and women. It's reverse for each sex. So for women, it's do everything half as fast and twice as softly as you think you should. Mm. Because for men, their genital skin is much harder. Ours is soft. So with women, it's the opposite. Do everything twice as hard and twice as fast than you think because we all do to others what we want done to ourselves right so that's really really big thing are you going there too soon you might be so you've got to have lots of kissing lots of breast stroking stroke through the clothes leave when you take off a trouser or jeans or whatever leave the knickers on stroke through the knickers wait until she's like doing all the signs of heavy arousal like deep breathing hips moving up you know like trying to get grabbing your hand to put it on her her um, pelvis things like that deeper tongue kissing all of these are cues that she wants more I think that it's a really good way to start is to just cup the whole cup your hand and put it over the whole vulval region just move it in a circular motion so you and that sort of warms everything up literally so that her outer lips will naturally part and then you can use move your fingertips up and down along the middle so very slow very gently to begin with and going nowhere near the clitoris at this point now she has to be all hand jobs men and women you have to be wet to enjoy it And some women lubricate like crazy. Some women don't at certain times of the month. There are so many things that affect it. In a new relationship, you're probably not going to have lube by the bed or just reach over. But once you get cracking in the relationship, always have lube. Always, always have lube. Otherwise, you can use saliva. So you just spit on your hand and put it on her. Now, some people find this really gross. It's never worried me in the slightest. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm all saliva thing. I'm fine because if they go down on you, it's the same thing. Exactly, exactly. So, or you can just dip a finger inside just a little bit and there's usually moisture inside the vagina and spread it around. Never go straight for the clitoris, ever, 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 never. So just a little anatomy lesson for him in that the clitoris hides under a little hood of skin, protective skin, because it is so sensitive that if it didn't have that little hood of skin, you'd be you know, having orgasms left, right, center, sideways, and probably irritated, you know, just by your genes. Now, that little clitoris comes out from beneath the hood when it's aroused. So the hood naturally folds back and it comes out to play when it's aroused. If it's not ready yet, it will not come out. Amazing Mother Nature, the way she designed stuff. So don't pull back the hood. That is the worst thing you can do. Really painful. Do go circle around in circles until the hood naturally, when the clitoris starts to become erect, because the clitoris becomes erect just as the penis does, the hood will pull back and you'll see the clitoris there. Even so, I don't know too many women who like just absolute direct on the clitoris. I think most women like it a little bit to the side or scraping over and then um, grazing over, not scraping, that sounds awful, but just like a little bit of a move over the direct and then round the side, nice circular motion, something like that. I think in terms of technique, one of the good thing to do is if you hold two fingers still 
against her labia and let her just hold them still and let her grind against you. That yeah. will give you a clue as to what she likes because she'll either go go really hard up against you fast and furious or do slow sort of, you know, more erotic or sort of sort of gentle movement. So you'll get a bit of a hint from that or get her to put her hand on top of yours to say, this is the pressure that I like. Don't switch techniques, as we said. Slow, wet, consistent is your thing. And ideally, ideally, you would have one, you'd be having two hands on her at once. So one would probably have fingers inside, the other would be on the clitoris. Now, you can't do that in the standard position of you lying beside her. So for the first time or first few times, not going to work. But a good way to do it is if she, you sit there with your legs open and she sits between your legs, between your knees sort of thing, and then you put both hands around her, that's the perfect position to give somebody, a female, a really, really good hand job. But lots of women find that quite confronting because you're watching everything. So sometimes it's a turn on, but for some women, it's not a turn on. They just find it a bit too confronting. So they'd be my tips for basically how to get it right and the things to avoid i wish i mean see if everybody had tracy earlier in their life they would be we would have avoided so many things that were uh not working but yeah everything you you said have me early in your life i've been doing this for 40 years (laughs) i know i just didn't know i I had no idea why didn't i call you yeah i didn't know whether you didn't know here of hot sex how to do it it was out there because you were married i was super married and i had babies yeah, but yeah, everything you said is right. And I didn't learn any of that till I was 40. Um, there you go. So now it's a whole... writing a book soon. I know. You'll be writing I your own book after this. <laughs> Great. Okay, last question. I'm sure you get this question every day. How do I make myself want sex more? Every guy I've been with wants sex more than me. I want to have a high libido, but apart from at the beginning, I don't think I can do it. Can I change that? You can, actually. You can, but she's right in that our true resting libido and our resting libido because everything is artificially inflated at the start right everybody loves sex at the start but so really your true libido is what you're like in a relationship about probably one year in that's a that's about right that's about the right time that's when you really tell whether you're compatible or not so that's your resting libido and a lot of that is genetic we know that you get that so if your good old mum and dad had raging libidos you've got one if they didn't you probably don't. So it is set in a way. But there are things that you can do to sort of build that. And tell you what she's ticked straight off the off the cuff is the box that says you've got to want to want. And she said, I don't feel like sex all the time, but I really want to feel like sex all the time. So a lot of people with low libidos, are so they're so low, they don't really care. So the fact that she's sort of saying, yeah, but I want to feel like this is a really good sign. And it does require effort because... When you've got a high libido, everything just happens. When you've got a low libido, you have to create desire. And that takes a lot of effort. And to create desire, it's kind of like you have to put sex on your radar. And for high libido people, when you really, really, really want sex, you know what it's like, Kelsey. You go outside and you see hot people everywhere. You see an ad on a bus and suddenly it becomes sexual. You walk past a restaurant, a Greek restaurant, suddenly you're thinking about that summer holiday fling that you had. Sex is everywhere. When you, when you really feel like it or when you have a high libido. But when you have a low libido, you don't see all that. So you have to put sex on your radar in a lot of ways. You have to make yourself look at life the way a really sexual person would look at life. Yeah. It's true, though, isn't it? When you yeah. want sex, that's all you see. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing. But yeah, it's I think it's a mindset. I think she'll be great because she's curious about it. I do think it's something you can train yourself to do. I think also the more that women get more open-minded and more explore different things, I think we will like it more. What happens is I think we drop into what we always do. And so that gets tedious. And so the man wants it more because you're more, it's just not exciting to you anymore because you're doing the same thing. So trying, you know, putting as much emphasis on your sex life as you do all the other stuff, I think works. I'll let you guys know when I get into a long-term relationship, I'll see if it stays. Yeah. Because yeah, it'd be interesting to see. But what, and, and you, when creating desire, just find your thing. Like if I need to create desire, I can watch porn, but I know you don't like that, Kelsey, but reading a sexy book, and I've got some books that have got really good sections in them where I've turned down the pages. And I know that if I read that, I will feel like sex. So, you know, find your thing. It might be a TV show that does it for you, a scene in a movie or a fantasy that you have that you can play in your head. Like Dirty Dancing, the dancing scene (laughs) and Dirty Dancing. I want that. I want that badly. Yeah, there are so, I mean, that's, everybody's got their thing, haven't they? So have that thing that you can play in your head. Now, in terms of masturbating, sometimes with people with low libidos, if they masturbate more, it makes them feel like sex more because the more orgasms you have, la, 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 the more your body wants. But other people say that, in fact, if they masturbate, it actually depletes the little urge they had for sex. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit like, yeah, I kind of could have sex with my partner tonight, but Oh, no, I've just done it myself. Never mind. So, yeah, it can work either way. So find out which works best for you. And like um, Kelsey said, it's all training. You have to make focusing on sex a habit and and think like a high sex person. Just think to yourself, how would a high sex person think? With your partner, look at timing. We've talked about this before about, you know, whether it's a morning and nighttime person. It could be that that's the disconnect. Don't make intercourse the focus. I think that we've drummed that one in well and truly. Try new things. And do you remember we talked about a desired drug called Kispeptin? Was it was in February? No, it wasn't. It was in yeah, it was in February that we talked about it. It's now November. It's a hormone that occurs naturally in the body that makes us feel like sex. And they managed to harness this, put in a nasal spray, and they did it on a yeah. Remember, and the men said they felt. Their erections were better and they felt more like sex. The women, more importantly, felt turned on. What's happened since then? It's now November. Nothing. Nothing has happened with this drug. Now, I'm sorry, but if this was a drug for men, an erection drug or something like that, it would have been whipped through those trials and be available. Because it's for women, I swear, it's it's harder to increase desire in women. It's, it just hasn't gone anywhere. And I think that really had potential. Yeah. And whoever invents a drug for the desire that increases desire for sex for women will make as much money as Pfizer did with Viagra. So any drug company workers or bosses, please, can you investigate this? Kiss peptin. Get it going. Make a million. Give me a cut at the get, end of it. Get her please. cut. Good. Yeah. Well, good luck. I hope that you, uh, I think a lot of us are in the same spot as she is or have been. And mm-hmm. I also think we're the first generation, Tracy's always been very open-minded about sex, but our generation and our daughters are the first ones that are really allowed to love sex and allowed to take a narrative and make it different, that we like it as much as they do. It's mm-hmm. so deep in our psyche that men want sex all the time and women don't. And so this, it's it's a new generation and it's a new way of thinking, but we have to let go of a lot of old beliefs that Classy girls don't have too much sex. Yeah. They stick around those old beliefs. Yeah. And also this generation, the generation having the least sex. 
Isn't it interesting? Maybe it's too much permission to have sex. I don't yeah. Know. And maybe there's just, yeah, I mean, there's a thousand, that's a whole nother thing with phone yeah, and is, everything. Yeah. But yeah, but good luck, everybody. Thanks so much. Keep sending in good questions. And yes. uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk. If you'd like your question answered on the show, send it to us at sextalkpod.com. So that's S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D.com. You'll find info about my books, sex products, and more sex advice at tracycox.com. And that's Tracy with an E. If you like this podcast, please send it to your friends and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.